0: The Big Red Couch, a podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pictures to you. Welcome, audience, to The Big Red Couch. Today, on episode 1-2-1. One, one. It's just the two of us, so I guess this is a one-to-one of some sort. I'm speaking with my fabulous co-host, Craig. Hello. And I'm Ben. And we're just chilling in the garden, I guess. Oh, I see what you did there. I was trying to elevate this rather as talking about our various shades of weather on the opposite sides of the planet. And we'll try and lift this to a more, like, creative realm. We are role- supposed to be role players, allegedly. <laughs> mm. At least role-, role playing adjacent. Role playing adjacent, indeed. Uh, and yes, the topic for Big Red Couch 121 is... It's promotion time for the Royal Gardners of the Emperor. Only one will advance. And it comes to us from the tireless John Rier, and uh, was the winner of the poll uh, most recent. So we have got to come up with game ideas that are...
1: Drowned out by light aircraft.
0: And had a roll. It's like a like fucking Death Star trench in here some days, I'd swear. <laughs> I I am
1: looking forward to news reports of somebody in in your (laughs) suburb, nobody really knows who, sending up barrage balloons. (laughs) (laughs) With a, yes, on on the air light on them. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I I remember an episode of an Australian kids TV show involving, there's somebody in a microlight and to deal with them they yeah. had bags of manure yeah, yeah, we've on done helium it's the, balloons. the yeah. hidden
0: valley or secret valley or something hidden valley or C- secret valley yeah secret valley yeah. yeah yeah all right so and yes it is our it is our uh, solemn duty to attempt to come even close to the ideas he's also suggested in response to the idea he suggested i don't know it's uh, <laughs> we are feels like we're falling behind some days <laughs>
1: A little bit. There was a certain amount of you sunk in my battleship um, with, with, with one of his. Hmm.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, that happens a bit. It, it's a thing. Um, it, to be honest, it was more you bombarded the docks where the battleship was being the, – the keel was being laid down and laid waste to it before it even took to the water to some degree. But, yes.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, aerial assault on the docklands. Yeah. Very topical.
0: All in right. What way? Or am I missing a bit of UK nuance?
1: Um, it's pretty obscure, but there is a tube station on the Isle of Dogs, um, called Island Gardens, which is on the edge of where the Docklands were. They've hmm. now been redeveloped into alarmingly similar houses, right. um, and in an area that got the living shit blown
0: out of it during World War Two. <laughs> That makes sense, um, and then was consigned to some hellish Thatcherite wasteland for the the you know for the last thirty to forty years. Uh, there's some quite nice streets, but yeah. Sorry, is it is it is it is it like adjacent to Shoreditch, where all the hipsters hang out, developing their their web apps and things, or is it? I-
1: don't know my my knowledge of london geography is limited to a few physical
0: locations and how the tube stations connect i am a
1: terrible (laughs) geographer
0: well at least you know where the things you know are that's the important part if something doesn't if if you don't know of something you don't need to know where if it exists just where it is Mm. let's not follow that line of thought anymore yeah because my knowledge of london extends to the um the Underground game where you chase Mr X around the board, which I'm sure is perfectly accurate.
1: I mean, you've got to hope they based it on the uh, the tube map. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the the location in question is across the river from Greenwich, so it's right by where they crashed that enormous alien ship in the second Thor movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, they did a wonderful job of doing that up afterwards.
0: Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't be sure it was crashing. They may just be sort of like parking by touch just just a really badly parked alien ship yeah that's fair explains a lot cool so so we've taken up john's challenge and his riposte his his repost to the challenge so have you come up with a, a splendid idea before we have um john skittle our our paltry notions i i i went in two different
1: directions with the with the idea i tried to go with the as it were, the lowest concept game I could, and ended up coming with some up with something that I don't know, actually know how to turn into a game.
0: Cool, and I did that I too. Went,
1: okay, and then <laughs> I went in the other direction and decided to come up with okay, what's something, what's yeah, what's something ludicrously high concept, and then how do I make it high concepter enough? So, so I had fun with that one.
0: Are we using the same definition of high concept? Um, because. High a con- uh, high concept thing uh, in, in, in in like film production is normally something you can describe in a sentence, so you can wrap up the entire oh. idea really 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 easily. So that's the. I, I'm I'm using it
1: more from the the thing of somebody will look at it and say that's completely ridiculous. Oh, you mean
0: high concept? Yeah,
1: high concept, in there. <laughs> All right, I just yeah, I just high, high, yeah wanted Sorry,
0: to yeah. make sure that we were on the same page.
1: specificity is the core of good communication
0: (laughs) sorry what have you got what would you like to uh, roll up first
1: (laughs) actually horticultural gags should really should be where it's at damn it why didn't I
0: think of this oh Oh, yes yes you don't look like the average fucking horticulturalist
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh damn it ah okay I wish I'd thought of those ones okay fair enough um I'll go with the, the 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 very simple one first because and this this requires a callback or call out to a comic book from the Astronauts in Trouble series. Okay. Which is a well it's a comic about astronauts done by Larry Young. One of the novels graphic novels in that series is basically a bunch of people in a bar on the moon telling stories. Hmm one of which was sparked by nothing more than the fact that the bar is called Cool Eds. And somebody tells this story about the imperial gardens that the emperor had, um, had these gardens produced with a river in it. And at every sort of bend in the river, there would be, there would be something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he'd sort of chuck a cup into the river and whichever, um, whichever bank it washed up on, wherever it washed up, that is where the royal court would be for that day. That would be the day's entertainment and, and diversion. Okay. And yeah, the story was has no relevance whatsoever to anything else that goes on in the comic. It's quite hilarious in that regard. Uh, it's just this enormous weird shaggy dog gag in the middle of the um of the comic. But what it put me in mind of is, and yeah, this is the one that I don't I don't quite know how to turn into a game. That from the setup, it's very much the only one can advance. It is, it is promotion time for the royal gardeners of the emperor. You know, the setup is very much a, okay, this is some level of competition. It's maybe not a, an out-and-out out conflict, but there's definitely a, a degree of competition implied there. What I was thinking of is, how do you do a game where that conflict... That conflict is professional, but not personal. So you've got a bunch of gardeners working on their bits of the garden, Only one of them can can advance and become head gardener. But these are all people who are working towards the common goal of making really, really nice gardens. So they're not going to stab each other in the back over it. They're not going to sabotage each other. They don't want each other to fail.
0: They want to advance the cause of gardening.
1: A little bit, yeah. I mean, if you go with... um, effectively cliched media version of um, extremely zen gardener happily pottering away, this is somebody who, even if they become a head gardener, it's not actually going to affect their life in any meaningful way. They're still going to be a gardener. They're just going to have this title that they don't actually care about because they're still a gardener.
0: Mainly functionally, it is something that is more of a burden than anything, but they still don't want to let their their personal approach and ethos down, so they have to do a good job. It's just that... Winning is secondary. <laughs> mm, yeah, doing a good
1: job, and making sure that everybody else has done a good job as well. Yeah. Sort of each part enhances the whole. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have zero clue as to how to make a role-playing game out of that. There's maybe a board, a cooperative board game in it, mm. but I don't know how you'd do an RPG based on that.
0: Yeah. I, I, this reminds me of a conversation that I had with people trying to buy a cooperative board game in a knickknacks and board game store, which was functionally, I think it was my first like even part-time job in about 1995 before the Euro explosion and trying to think back at what board games were available then that weren't like totally non-compelling educational stuff or fucking monopoly and they probably they probably existed but i was and and the place in question had a a back room with a a bunch of um like old old role-playing games and so forth random stuff including like collections of like the yamara comics from dragon magazine things like that Whoa! which i ended up reading quite a lot of because it was a tiny store in new market and people didn't go to new market even then to buy um, those sorts of things. There was a lot of educational science ish kind of thing, like, like nature's window kind of stuff, but crossed with, but they also had like Warhammer stuff. It was kind of eclectic. It sounds it. Yeah. And I think the manager bankrupted himself buying magic, um, uh, like opening magic, um, booster packs, which is a bit sad. It was the style of the times. It really was. really was. And uh, I knew when, when a couple of, um, English lads came in and said, oh, yeah, we're going to be opening a Games Workshop store. I was like,
1: fuck.
0: <laughs> Selling the... Uh... Let me
1: just go polish up the CV.
0: I have a feeling <laughs> I'm going to be needing it. Well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, I want... I, so somebody's asking, like, a game where people cooperate. I was like, but it's got to be nonviolent. It's like, it's like, mm, okay, the role playing games, yeah, <laughs> oh, t- Tetris. There's there's a there's a battle royale Tetris game now these days on on the, mm. on the Switch. So it's like nope. <laughs> That's the thing and, it, and it's still not exactly. There is sort of like a co opetition kind of games where you know the Shadows of Camelot and the Battlestar Galactica kind of things where you're mm. where you're competing, compe- You're you're co- competing, but you're trying to get the same thing done. So, or the Harry
1: Potter Hogwarts battle game, which I I recently played, has that. And I don't know whether it's got a traitor mechanic or not. It feels like it probably shouldn't, on the grounds that everybody's going to know who it is as soon as that character card comes
0: up. So, yeah. Um. Harry, Hermione, Ron, and nameless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Draco. Right, rocking around with with voldemort in your in your party again. are going
1: hmm <laughs> yes oh, the, the the tight three and um transfer student thomas riddle wait a minute
0: <laughs> yeah that would be a bit a bit blatant but yeah so it's so that is a that is an interesting thing i mean the one game i know about making gardens and so forth um oh what's it called it's like a tile placement game where you bid and um select bits of your garden and that's fiercely competitive but you're trying to collect sets and so forth and get the right stuff
1: Mm, i know of mondo which is is it's a landscape creation game which Mm. is you're not directly competing with each other so much as you're on a timer and you're all drawing from the same pool of tiles right but realistically you're competing with the clock and your own ability to not fuck it up
0: yeah, similarly with this one, but yeah, you're definitely trying to um, because you get there, there are different currencies and and each of the things costs a different amount. You need to collect, you need to draw a currency so you can afford things um, and then get the ones that you want. So you're you, you're so. I wish I could recall the name of that one. It's a it's it's a pretty cool game. It's just and you end up just trying to place because the the gardens come with walls and so forth. You need to lay them down in a sensible fashion.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was going to do it as some sort of cooperative board game, you'd probably need to put in some kind of judging round where there were some cards set aside at the very start that affect the scoring. So you don't 100% know what the criteria you're being judged on is. But that does make it a bit of a crapshoot of a game and does risk it turning into one of those games that, well, we could play this game or we could just flip a coin and see who won.
0: Yeah trying to figure out what the oppositional mechanic is when you're playing that when you're playing a cooperative game is kind of interesting you you definitely have to have like a doom counter or some sort of mechanical thing or a game master shockingly Mm. because it's one of the fundamental things the game master does in any role-playing game is presents a challenge appropriate for the group and mediate how that that arrives yeah what is the challenge aphids um frosts well Actually, the river gives me an idea. The rivers, the, the river's an, an interesting thing. The idea that there is some sort of procession that the emperor comes down a, a, in a barge and so forth, and will stop based on his whimsy at a various place, and will and will survey the lands and say, uh, "Is this does this inspire joy or something?" You know. <laughs> so Just,
1: apparently, the emperor is Marie Kondo
0: at the moment. Pretty much. <laughs> okay basically they, they 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 when he steps out of the the royal barge and says am i am i pleased by this and the i maybe the idea is that you have resources and laborers and people and you're and you're doing this thing you're working together and there may be a, a secret cabal of gardens and they've realized that they've all got a really good job they really love gardening and they are bringing gardening to its highest form however the emperor is a bit capricious a little bit bit forward thinking but it's so as as the there's the um the barge drifts down the river based on some sort of some sort of randomizing mechanic. There, are, it's it basically goes through different seasonal sort of sort of things, and the group have to try and move their resources around to make sure that whatever's coming up on the emperor's journey is in its most pristine possible fashion. And they so they so yes
1: ah, you, it's, so it's, it, the challenge is almost a timing challenge because you don't yeah. know exactly when he gets to that position on the dial. Yeah i get it
0: so that yeah when they when they suddenly all right okay this is this bit is old he's seen it before so we need to do a bit of radical landscaping to make it new and interesting effectively you're trying to do the rick and morty vr simulation where stuff is like destroyed and replaced as people move but making a sort this, this this infinite endless river world of gardens of delightful gardens for the emperor and basically, so you're like, okay, we need to have all the labourers up this end doing all of like the, the 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 like the heavy landscaping, okay, and then we need people to plant and make sure that, and then, then we're going to make sure the people go through and that it's being tended and weeded perfectly. So when it it's at its peak when it arrives, nice. mechanically that sounds kind of daunting, um, because you could make it like super super like it's like okay. It's like okay, aphids will appear in like late spring, so we need to make sure that we've got all of our um, our pollinators out of the way, and we've got the people turning up doing this. It's like you can make it really complex like that, or have more nar- narrative things come up to mm. surprise people and come up with things like that. So, the, but the idea is that the fate of the gardeners is all kind of tied together, and the gardens are the sort of important thing, but they're trying to sort of keep this this, this wacky ecosystem rolling. I guess the Something like the Chelsea Flower show or the New Zealand equivalent whose name I've forgotten, which are apparently horrifically cutthroat affairs in their own way um, but yes they have that sort of that sort of vibe that you're trying to keep mm. this conveyor belt of scenic beauty moving
1: it does mean that the head gardener the one who will advance is less well is less the head gardener and is more the MVP
0: yes yes and possibly mm. you know if, if, if there is some terrible disgrace on the gardening front he will have to answer for it okay mm. and that, that's all very cozy and just a little bit kind of weird aristocrat oh yeah but i mean you could turn it into something like a like a a, a vr simulation this is like something like i've been reading the the quantum thief series by someone whose name i will, cannot quite recall and probably fail to uh, to uh, pronounce entirely
1: peter f hamilton
0: no no it's um am
1: i thinking something else
0: yeah yeah that's that's the neutronium alchemist and so forth this is yeah quantum thief fractal prince i think is the third one it is a peter f, f. hamilton-esque post-human future where there are several competing strains of human software and the f- and a few baseline people um which is quite Hanu interesting
1: raja yep, yep. nimi
0: yep Nemi,
1: that would yeah, be I, I see what you mean i, I I, I am very sorry to the author for what I just did to their name. <laughs> wow, I mangled that.
0: Okay. Yeah. And and there's at least one thing where there are a quantum entanglement powered clan of people who basically descended from MMO players. And they do things that the glory of, of the simulation and like there's like the gun club who collect every weapon in history and you know preserve them in these vast galleries but also make sure that they're there it the gun club isn't about having weapons it's about having the challenge of finding these things and recreating them and sometimes surviving operating them some of them (laughs) some of them use black holes (laughs) as ammunition so (laughs) yeah wow as a series it's one of those things where they go here is a term you'll figure out approximately what the term means eventually
1: Oh, I do like those ones. So the, where you just have to do the. I'm just going to assume that you'll explain this at some point and move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it it does need. It, it's a great series, and I'm really enjoy. I really enjoy the Running style, But in the idea of, yeah, there's a lot of there's a, there's, a, there's a number of people who have basically elevated themselves to semi godhood by doing things like copying their personalities into software, running at a higher speed than their baseline who then do the same, who then do the same, and then basically virtualize themselves into a a network of specialised individuals in this weird hierarchy and things like that. It's like, yeah, so stuff like that. But the, the, um, what were they called? They've gone blank on it completely, but the the MMO player descendant types get access and authority by having connections with one another. and And a lot of the stuff that they do feels like you know, like Second Life, but they've converted some of the rings of Saturn, or <laughs> to to act as mm. their, their servers, sort of thing. So yeah, and the idea that maybe this this is a this is a glorious game of that of that type, rather than being a weird hierarchical thing that they are garnering their the kudos from somebody who rather than making it a weird like social disparity thing. This is like a hardcore game. That's one way of doing it. Sorry, I wandered around brutally there. But one of, you, one of the other things you said kind of tied in with the idea that I came up about not stabbing people in the back. Okay. Because this is me, and some of the obvious things have already been uh, moved around a bit. But the idea that royal gardeners is actually just a horrific euphemism for the assassins. and
1: So it's concentrating very heavily on the pruning aspect of the gardening system. Indeed, set, indeed. As it is. Yes.
0: The making sure that the the earth is turned and the uh,
1: the compost is well mulched is perhaps less euphemistic than it needs to be, but uh. yeah, indeed,
0: indeed. The fact that they're royal gardeners of the emperor, which is kind of a contradiction in the the prefixes, there's like hmm, okay. Um, the idea that the the royal court, the court or the court of the emperor, is uh, uh, full of intrigue and so forth, but the emperor has this on lockdown because some of the members of the court are his gardeners. They are functionally his people, and, you know, his spies, his hitmen, and for the entire time they have been in the court, they have been doing this job. Everyone knows that there are people in here that you absolutely would not, you know, conspire with or or talk talk badly about the emperor with. They just don't know who they are. However, because these people are powerful and might get their own ideas, the court is occasionally brought together, and the gardeners each receive a note saying... Find one of the gardeners. Kill them. If you kill somebody who is not a gardener, you're dead. Ah. The thing is, this is a double-blind assassination. This is like playing playing Chaos at university, killing as an organized sport with fake silly weapons and, and that sort of thing, with people who are professionally dedicated to not being spotted and being as much like everyone else as possible interesting so the thing is it's like how do you possibly make that a game is is, is again was the question that we've come, we came up with
1: i have some thoughts i'm work working from the principle that all of the players are gardeners and that possibly yeah that all of the players are gardeners that's that that's where we're coming from so they are directly competing with each other um so it's going to be one of those games
0: yeah well If you can work around the idea that you are trying to screw over the other players and said you're trying to make a story about people who are not very nice and in competition with one another, that's okay. Stop flashing back to playing paranoia in the 90s.
1: I'm trying. Well, actually, to be fair, I've never played paranoia, mostly because of the people who were desperately
0: trying to persuade me that I really wanted to play paranoia. And they succeeded in persuading you that you never wanted to play paranoia, especially with these people. Correct. Um, That's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. There was a game that former couchettier Tonya came up with for she, she, It was basically for um for noir styled stories. Hmm. It got, there were a couple of play tests. It it went okay because what I mean what I was and that was very much a. A storytelling RPG where effectively the story stick moves around sort of locations and and noirish themed things are introduced into the scenario um, by the players and yeah hopefully it comes to an end um, the reason i 'm thinking of that is that one of the biggest problems of having a game where you 've got the players competing against each other, but the in game fiction is that they don 't know who each other are is. You either need to trust that the players aren't going to use the out-of-character knowledge of, well, I know that Dave is a gardener because that's his character.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, some people will balk at even trying to put that cognitive dissonance into... Mm.
1: What I was thinking of, if you could do... Yeah, if you basically do the stories in a way, and you'd obviously need to get people to sort of set up their character ahead of time or whatever, but you've effectively got people describing scenes... And it sort of moves around, you're describing a scene, maybe other people are brought into the scene, but it's done in a way so that you're never saying, I do this thing, you're describing what the people in the scene are doing.
0: Right.
1: So you're obfuscating who the player character actually is. At some point, somebody's going to take their shot, and then you find out if they guessed right.
0: And that does come down to a guessing yeah a guessing game i maybe um maybe the quest landing approach would be more fruitful. The idea that the characters are generated randomly and people take charge of them, but maybe even loosening that connection to find out to to acknowledge that these characters don't know who one another are unless they slip up and the idea may be that the if you have people casting if you've got people like doing investigations and so forth they they you naturally would be accruing some sort of level of suspicion in doing these things that someone might not normally do, or, some, or that person might not normally do in another situation. So that rather than... It's more watching these characters interact rather than owning them and having them be your your avatar, or your proxy in the in the story.
1: Hmm. It is an interesting one. And I do like the idea.
0: Yeah, I I'm kind of amused by the notion that the... Um, that the... The Emperor is this very, not even Machiavellian. It's like, it's, it's, it's not manipulating people. It's manipulating the entire chessboard. So that, mm. yeah, this is like a, like, you know the like a uh, pachinko machine or something where you just where you funnel the, the 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 or one of those um psychic influence testers where you funnel the, the ball bearings to the top and they scatter around, but they always end up in the slots at the bottom. It's just they might take slightly different routes. <laughs> it's like, mm. Yeah, so it's all set up for his his uh, safety and amusement. But yeah, the idea that that's uh, that is the world you're living in is like yeah, interesting.
1: I mean, you maybe flip it around and go with yeah okay, in the past it has been this cutthroat sniping from the shadows sort of game this this one would probably work better as a con game that basically this time a group of gardeners have actually decided, okay, let's team up. It's a bit hunger games, I grant you, but you know it's it's kind of a mm-hmm. you know, we know if it's if it's sort of each gardener is supposed to kill one other gardener so you basically end up with half the number of gardeners at the end of it then maybe it's a case of a somehow a group of approximately 50% of the gardeners have figured out who each other are and have decided okay teamwork
0: yeah maybe somebody somebody's cracked the cipher but they they feel that they've been manipulated long enough and then they're going to change the game up and actually talk to one another but then again, because that would that would make the others wildly paranoid of course <laughs>
1: Well, yes, sort of. A, hey, you can totally trust me because I. Oh, yes, okay. I see the dilemma <laughs> here.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a tricky one, but yeah, the yeah. idea that if you've got people really interested in doing scenes and picking up a character and trying it out and doing some some interacting with the between the characters, which, and in fact, the interactions will entirely be until you know the the the, the point where the dagger falls would actually be completely mundane stuff within the world because most of the time they're not going to be going hey are you an assassin are you an assassin it's like just be normal courtly interactions but if you're just standing around looking for people acting like assassins and everyone else is doing the same how do you figure out who is the assassin Mm. yeah okay
1: it's an interesting one
0: yes no not maybe not a soluble problem but cool well we could
1: we could jump over onto john's idea Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so John wrote a um given that this thing is, is 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 his fault, suggested the the game Garden Royale. The group is one of several of the various royal gardeners for the Emperor. But the position of Imperial Gardener is now up for grabs. The old one plans to retire and only one group of gardeners can step up and take his mantle. So it's a contest between the different groups over the next year as they strive to meet the high bar the Imperial Gardener has set so that they can become the new Imperial Gardeners. This would be a Dungeon World hack, adding some new character classes. And this exists on the Big Red Couch uh, Miwi group, which we encourage you to go and join up to, despite the fact that the name basically makes me snigger. Um, And there's suggestions such as the master gardener the assistant gardener the master handyman the assistant handyman etc in addition to
0: various do you know who Hmm? these people are he's referencing i don't uh i I don't know who these people are um they will
1: be people from different gardening shows right this would be why my ignorance is vast and capacious yes i believe ellen titchmark is just the gardening show gardener of the UK, from my understanding. Oh, I'm assuming right. that's what the other ones are. Um, sure, <laughs> indeed. So, yeah, this is this is a hack of Dungeon World. I'm paraphrasing here. All these yes. suggested um, extra character classes are in addition to the existing Dungeon World ones, which would get some plant or garden-based moves that they can take. There's also the concept of a a garden shed which I'm, I'm guessing is kind of the, the, the home base. They get to describe the the opposition. There's a season clock and a lot of game-specific moves, plant procurement moves that will send the players to the jungles of Eta Waganda to bring back rare plants and overall use of the garden shed to make their garden great. So it's basically a campaign with dungeon delving and fighting monsters and gardening. Right. Which is quite fun. Yeah, that's... Dungeon World's an interesting take on it. I quite like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And yes, so that that would be the the more campaign style epic. The uh, second suggestion would be a, a single session Royal Garden Fiasco, in which yes, it's a fiasco setting. Six different character types would be interesting. It definitely it would definitely include the gardeners and their companions, the opposition, royalty, and others. There would have to be crime as well, and he's, he's having it already. Having already made two fiasco sets, he knows that there is much work in creating a playset. Locations would cover various garden, garden locales, jungles, and the like. Needs would be interesting set, would, uh, as would items. The jeweled hoe of Athena, or the ever-plentiful bag of bone meal. But this would, of course, be more, kind of more cutthroat and, yes, uh, anarchic than the previous one. Yeah, I think watching some of the behind-the-scenes of, of those gardening rural gardening shows and so forth or the, the national things would probably give you some good ideas make it as much a um reality tv meets Cohen brothers kind of vibe
1: Ooh, I, I was thinking of diy shows or at least the what i like to think of as the the bad side of diy shows where it's all about getting people distracted from actually doing the work to sniping at and impeding each other yes this is sort of impeding but with bigger knives
0: well, yeah, the idea that people you know sneak into the other pavilion to slip some Roundup into the uh, the fertilizer or something to mm-hmm. really really fuck with things would be uh, would be pretty nasty. But yes, this would be more the rather than we we're, we we're, uh, we're on a mighty plant based adventure. Yeah, for us it would be more the um, the horrible, tragic, desperate lengths people go to do something. And uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. It took a while to remember it, but I was reminded of a short story
1: by bruce sterling which is basically about a gardening competition mm-hmm. yeah a, a story called sunken gardens uh, individuals from various factions compete in a test of terraforming skills in a crater on the martian surface Huh. it's part of his shaper mechanist uh universe which is quite odd don't know why i didn't think of that before
0: no no I, I don't recall that but that just sounds like right it sounds right up early hmm
1: I like both of those ideas. The um, the, the, the sort of the campaign, the dungeon worldy. We are we are doing a campaign to build the best garden ever. Has a lot of fun to it. Equally, so does the backstabbing um, garden royale fiasco. I'm sure at some point I would stop giggling at the jeweled hoe of Athena.
0: For not time soon.
1: It seems unlikely. All right. So so th- there was there, there were the ideas that sank, sank various battleships because. Yes, I was, I was trying to think of something with gardening groups, and then I read John's suggestion and thought, yeah, but I'm not going to think of anything much better than that. Hmm. Already we're close to being as good as that. So let's just move on. And so hmm. I came up with something completely unplayable instead. Go me. Nice. Yeah. Pretty happy with that. All right. Should I, should I do my more ridiculous ones then? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, weirdly, for the fact that I just mentioned a story about terraforming, the what is a ridiculous approach to this one actually involves terraforming. Fair enough. Yep. And in this case, it's a you know, it's a, it's a space-going empire. I keep thinking of it kind of in the um, bits of the implied setting from the Black Book uh, Traveller game, where you did have sort of sector nobility, and I'm not sure if there was an actual emperor or not.
0: But hmm. you, I mean, one of your stats was your social status, and Traveller, yeah, so that was a very very implicit. No, no, in, in an explicit statement that you know social class was hugely important indeed, um,
1: and so in this case, it's yeah the royal gardeners aren't building pretty gardens, they're terraforming worlds, and the, oh, the promotion yeah. time effectively is teams of royal gardeners are sent out to terraform worlds because we don't actually want to spend. A few billion years building up the oxygen cycle. Let's assume that you can kickstart this thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Promotion time. Effectively, the emperor and presumably his court are doing a tour of these worlds. One of them is going to be the new capital. Yeah. So that one, I I couldn't decide whether it's the sort of game where people are going to be trying to actively sabotage other gardening teams. Pretty difficult to sabotage a planet. Not, not without genocide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm figuring that this is a game that probably, well, it's definitely going to be a short-lived thing, um, sort of a, a short-run campaign. But I think it is less, it is a game that is less about the destination than about getting to there. It's the game of terraforming, of dealing with whatever weird-ass planet you've been assigned, and trying to make a place out of it and dealing with dealing with the the challenges it throws at you does it have ice weasels are there inha- um, indigenous inhabitants that you didn't know about this kind of thing
0: hmm. yeah.
1: i don't think i'd want to play like a two-year-long campaign of that certainly wouldn't want to run a two-year-long campaign of that but something in the short you know shorter term okay and this session's challenge is going to be this Space pirates, you know, kind of once, once, once it, once it becomes the imperial homeworld, space pirates aren't going to be an issue, but until it is,
0: they're more of a problem. Maybe there's a chance to flip it around here. Maybe the party in this circumstance is not, maybe not the emperor, but maybe the emperor's like inner circle or the people, the advisors and, and people protecting the emperor. And it has been decreed that, you know, the empire has to have a new home planet and, and move around in this this odd way so they are they are judging and weighing up these planets as they're presented and conceivably you know one is going to be better than the other and it's going to affect the shape of the empire for possibly millennia to come so they're all they're, they're trying to balance their own interests with you know the ongoing interests of the of the the emperor and the empire going forward so maybe that's the the challenge there and they're trying to i mean because Maybe because there's some sort of bizarre arbitrary rules. They have to balance out the vicissitudes of having a world's mayhap be hastily terraformed and, you know, maybe slightly volcanic. Maybe this is kind of a... a not the most advanced space civilization. Possibly they're they they, they they're moving because they're, the previous um, Imperial homeworld is slightly geologically unstable but they're trying to make the best of the next move and guide the emperor to somewhere safe but also has the the sky which is the right shade of pink that he likes (laughs) Mm.
1: so in this case the players are this
0: they're the judges the selecting the selecting body who who get to and at this point you know you could you could make the you could make effectively make the the world's random to a bit Mm. to a degree they've all got good sides and bad sides and maybe there are outcomes based on various attributes that mean that so you have got the so the the minister of war wants the um the planet to be like have lots of wild animals and lots of um places to hunt and have like like fierce inspirational terrain or the you know the minister for culture wants the place to be relatively calm and central and have lots of um uh, lots of opportunities for for trade and so and culture to come to and fro and they, so they've got their own things but they nobody wants to, to live on the vol the, the the world which is entirely made of volcanoes
1: mm. yes even the minister for mining wasn't particularly keen on that one
0: so yeah it's trying to take the take the opposite angle and make sure that you know it's the emperor is a somewhat innocent party in this they have to go somewhere but their their choices must be informed by people who make good choices
1: mm. A wise emperor listens to his advisers. Indeed. The temptation to go a little bit Warhammer 40k Imperium of Man on it and have it that, yes, there are all these places being terraformed, but there's always something rotten under the surface. And part of the job of these, um, yeah, they're going around, they're judging it, they're finding the right place. They're also trying to find out, okay, what what's wrong here? Have we got a, a fomenting rebellion sentient plants what is it what's going to fuck with us on this one yes. and how do we get rid of it
0: yeah the philip man uh, master of pax stories a very the, a similar sort of thing they have a they have a, a you know a empire of man kind of thing and you know a fomenting alien rebellion but the aliens are um but it's much less edgelordy and the for and <laughs> the aliens are much in, in their own ways they're very alien but they're not you know just designed to be bastards but the idea that you know this, that the the human society is basically made of great houses that have become very genetically distinct over time, <laughs> have 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 committed you know vast cruelties amongst the stars, and this is all kind of coming back to haunt them is, a, is definitely a thing. So yeah, that's uh, yeah that could be quite. a... I, I definitely like the idea. The theme is that yes. We, are, we must spread the Emperor's glory among the stars, but not, do, not, and, but not fall into some sort of trap or calamity of our own making. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, see. Sample dialogue of, what do you mean you covered up the impending supernova? What is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong <laughs> with the planet per se. It's fine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. look, there is only a 5% chance... That the supernova will occur during the time that the emperor is likely to be here. Of course, if it does, the gamma rays will evaporate everything on one side of the planet.
0: Yeah, yeah. the the, the idea is yes, there. It's a bit. It's a bit of a shit space empire in the same way that you know the Warhammer forty k can make murder guys and guns and so forth, but and and orthodoxy, but practically nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, that they they, 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 yes, there's this great galactic spanning thing, but it's just a bit shit. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's yes, like any empire, it's kind of it's it's overextended and rotten at the core. And while there is no, yeah, the biggest existential threat is itself, its own top heaviness and unwieldiness, and the idea that like okay, here's the solution: we're going to move to another planet, pick a good one.
1: Yeah. We've, yeah, we've turned this last one into a shithole. Let's not do that this time. We're already doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah, that theme happened about for a game.
1: three minutes. Yeah, that happened about th- yeah, Turning it into a shithole. Turn happen- Started happening about three minutes after the first probe arrived. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, and my even more ridiculous idea. Uh huh. Which is very. It, it was very much the, the, the whole sort of steering the fate of the empire. But in this case, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of fixating on the the royal gardeners of the emperor because you you pointed this out as well that yeah, you know, sort of royal and empire, okay. But also, it's not the royal gardeners of the empire; it's of the emperor. Hmm. My thinking is that this is again your your empire it doesn't have to be a space empire, but it, it it's going to be a bit of a weird one. It's the royal gardeners aren't gardening planets. Or, or plants or anything they're gardening the future of the emperor okay. and by extension the empire that basically they're the ones in charge of attempting to prune the timeline for the benefit of the emperor to to look ahead to see the trouble brewing to see the threats that that might be affecting the 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 empire in the future and make them not happen and this promotion time is basically they've got their plans in 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 place they know what they're doing but at some point the emperor actually has to pick okay which timeline are we going down Hmm. like i said it it, it it's a bit sort of whoa concept but um <laughs> i'm not sure how well that comes across on the audio to be honest um
0: yeah uh, so, so, so yes yeah. so, yeah, so it's a sort of a big psycho history kind of
1: Psychohistory, but instead of being a fully automated what is it? Fully automated, luxury gay space communist uh, utopia. Um, I think that was the phrase. Yes, yes. Instead of that, it's all yeah. It's all about the emperor, or possibly, depending on how you wanted to do it. Oh, and sorry. If you wanted to make it. Sorry,
0: I just came up with a terrible pun. So basically, it's the emperor's new grove.
1: Nice, like <laughs> it, like it. Terrible, but I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, why do i do this <laughs> yeah,
1: why are you like this
0: yeah i don't know right sorry where were we back to back to just madness
1: We we're, we're making terrible puns apparently that's what we do now so yeah you've either got the i haven't really decided whether this is a i suspect it's probably a team of people who are you know a, a royal gardening team, mm-hmm. if only because I really do not want to try to run a game where you've got multiple players careening through time trying to interfere with each other's plans. That feels like madness and ooze, though possibly Taz's system with the cards might rewind. Mm, yes. Might cope with it. So it's probably easier if everybody is on is on the one team. They are attempting to make their version of the um, of the the empire's future as glorious and wonderful as possible, and having to deal with those dickheads from Team
0: B. Yeah, or maybe maybe if if someone has the the energy looking at uh, Luke Crane's Burning Empires, that might that might be kind of thing that having I've heard bits and pieces of discussed, and never read the actual weighty tomes themselves but yeah, they sound like that where they sort of aim at that sort of thing as well, though. It's based okay. on, because it's a burning wheel kind of thing It's based on the beliefs of the characters and the like interesting. Yeah. I have, mm. I haven't read
1: it either. I did. I did try listening to or watching back in the day when the podcast was still a thing. Mm-hmm. They did a few mm. videos on this is how burning wheel works. The trouble is they, at least from my point of view, started assuming a level of comprehension of burning wheel that i did not possess
0: yeah that's been my experience with burning wheel it seems to be there is looking at it from the outside that people have think this is really cool all you've got to understand are all of these words from like babylonian and so forth that mean these complex ideas like okay that's a good start (laughs) Uh that's that's a complicating factor i've been helping people understand ability checks and skill checks and how to read a character sheet lately and it's like i've been realizing it's like there is a level of structuring conversations about game systems that i have not had to parse for a very long time so when i say oh just do this i am actually saying here's a huge bundle of concepts that you might not be familiar with Mm,
1: that it will have to be unpacked
0: yeah 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 so once people get it they get it it's not that hard, it's just that until they're there they're it's like you might be talking gibberish, so as, as they know
1: yeah it's it's quite a big first step, yeah, I mean the flip the the or well, the flip version of this, as it were, if you went with in my mind, it matches up solidly with some of the lowest bouge old um Vorkosigan stuff, though it doesn't I can't really justify that, um but there was one of the one of the space empires out there was. In in those stories, the Setagandans were very big, very big into their genetic manipulation, hugely into their genetic manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm kind of thinking that if if again you have this this royal gardener's, you have this time stream thing. Rather than trying to, yeah, rather than having your sort of immortal emperor cascading through time um, with his empire of sort of people with the lives of ants around them. What if you instead have the thing of yeah only one will advance you've got a bunch of teams of royal gardeners each of them have their candidate only one of those candidates is going to be the emperor their job is creating the time stream where that happens and this is kind of how the how the empire progresses that the one who becomes the emperor is effectively the one who has manipulated the future you know the past is set he's manipulated the future enough that they are the emperor for their lifespan, their natural lifespan, hopefully, um, to to carry the empire forward in this this unbroken um, and, and glorious tradition
0: with black so hookers. The qualification for being the emperor is being hooked up enough to be the emperor. That sounds like blatant nepotism. Well, current political system to be sure to to be uh, no. to be fair. I mean, yeah. So. That's also the, the impressive thing is that the, the since you said it's for their lifetime, you implied that they've managed to organise this like prior to being conceived or something, or at the very least, you know, in the womb. So they are quite well qualified as candidates go. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming, yeah, it would be it would be
1: a bit of a um, a, a contrived thing, but you sort of got your um, yeah, realistically, you've probably got an imperial family. That's how these things Mm. usually break down. But it's basically which of the imperial heirs is going to be the new emperor? Mm. The one whose team has crafted the best empire for them to be the emperor in.
0: Given that best in this circumstance is definitely comparative, does that include ruining other people's timelines just so they get disqualified? I would assume so, yes. (laughs) For for this one, I would probably want to use something like Time Watch. Hmm
1: because it's got a lot of the the paradoxy stuff and the, 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 the sort of the timeline interaction uh, interaction stuff and this also feels like the sort of circumstance where if you find that well, yeah, you find a member of your team lying face down in an alleyway 50 years in the future with seven knives stuck in their back one of the first things you remember not to do is not check their pulse because once you check their pulse and know they're dead you know that's an event that's going to happen. If you don't 100% know they're dead, you can maybe do something about it before it happens.
0: They might just be uh, sleeping comfortably with a very fashionable knife jacket. Indeed. It could be a mannequin that you've set
1: set up ahead of time with a ha-ha, fool you note. (coughs) Right. If you can get to them before the the stabbing occurs. And then also, presumably you maybe get to spot whoever the... You know, if you manage to pull this off, you get to figure it out, whoever did it, if you're watching, and then somebody suddenly has that weird look of simultaneously knowing that they did and didn't stick seven knives into some guy in an alleyway. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I like the idea. I'm not sure about the... the execution. The, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the approach just sounds... Playing out something like... um Uh the foundation series or oh yeah yeah something like that that sounds like a very special sort of person who wants to do that i don't want to yuck anyone's yum but making it fun would be tricky yeah you would
1: possibly want to to focus it in on okay here is the couple of pivotal events in this person's empire or if you're going back to the um the, the continuation of the emperor of, of the empire itself rather than the, the specific candidate, then it's here are the pivotal moments in in the empire's future. Hmm. How do we deal with those? How do the other people want us to deal with those, and how do we stop them from wanting that? This kind of thing.
0: Yes, interesting. That's a that's really kind of puzzling because, you know, if you've if you have carefully manipulated timeline so that your emperor is definitely the best emperor and and it can be who do you prove that to though that's the interesting thing because that's mm. that, that's the thing is the the um the the emperor is presumably unborn the rest of the the family may have their their own ideas it's like well you're just doing this in the shadows going like boom ha-ha. you you fools this has all been planned out in advance that's an interestingly creepy idea it's a really Bene Gesserit yeah, kind you, of you, you manipulation a, of, of lineages and so forth
1: yeah you take away the different different teams for their different sort of different different teams competing and it's more you know, the royal gardeners of the emperor empire maybe they this or this sort of they're not quite black budget but it's kind of a they are this group they have been around
0: forever they steer the empire they steer the emperor. It's like gardeners, gardeners of the emperor. They garden Mm. the emperor. That's the thing. It's like, okay, that's. Mm. So they, because then that that
1: also gets gets it away from the the sort of either the player versus player or player versus enormous number of NPCs aspect. And it's more the people operating effectively in the future of the newly born heir to the empire, crafting their future. How Mm. creepy is that?
0: That's kind of weird. That's a. I guess that would be a situation where if you had a really specific spa, space fantasy kind of thing, and you wanted to really, and, and you had this this yen to create a really complex kind of society, and you'd actually mapped out to a degree how it was going to go forward, and the players would be going, you effectively be giving, you know, some games if you if they had a musical analogy, you would be giving. That You give the players a big bass drum and a stick to hit it with, and they go boom, 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 and they have a great time. Sometimes it's like a full drum set, it's very complicated, you've got to get everything done the right way. This would be like giving them a, a, a full church organ kind of setting thing where you could have all these different things to play with and the idea would be having them to really immerse themselves in the setting and going, okay, we want this to happen over here and this to happen over here and then we do this and it all flows in a, a particular way and then we deal with things as they come up. So it'd be, that would be one approach, a really setting, dense kind of thing where people get to really roll around in the, in the lore and do the things that they're, they're excited about in that world.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you would need. Oof. Yeah, you would need a lot of campaign management to make that happen. It could be fun. It could be hideous.
0: Since since you're since you're effectively building the future and contr- and controlling it to a degree, it it would be some a kind of thing that you'd want to be deeply invested in. But you might not need a GM so much. You might mm. literally just be collaborating to make okay. So what could go wrong? What's the chance of it going wrong? Okay. Oh, okay. What do we do about that? It's like so it's a l- lesser traditional game and sort of this more alternate history kind of it's, what, yeah, it's like, like
1: a weird version of microscope
0: yeah yeah it's like a tele- telescope no um <laughs> future endoscope no <laughs> 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 excuse me <laughs> <laughs> I've just made everything bad again, haven't I? Um,
1: it could be worse. I could have mentioned the book "Up the Elementary Canal with Cannon Camera."
0: Yes, yes, you did. Oops. Not for the for, not for the first time either, right? It's a hilarious
1: book. Also, it had illustrations.
0: That's not good information. Um, cool, but yeah, no, that would be an interesting. What you are effectively playing is imperial shadow run heist planning. The never actually having to roll dice bit oh god which could appeal to folks the idea is that you know you, you you plan out these these this elaborate raid on history and these are the things you're going to do and these are how you're going to react if the thing hap- if the things happen it possibly like a, as a as a huge convoluted setting kind of thing might work better as like a, a forum game or something a play-by-post kind of Mm. thing where people go okay what are we going to do about this oh no there's a rebellion projected to happen in like 30 years how are we going to get ready for that yeah yeah which is it's a for a very very specific kind of monkey but i'm sure they exist
1: yeah i mean if i was if i was going to do the somewhat more the somewhat more hands-on, okay, let's just go in there and kick the shit out of this rebellion before it ever starts um, kind of thing. I'd probably do a a mix of Time Watch and maybe nick some of the societal stuff from the game Rain.
0: Yeah, I- I'm not even... I'm not even convinced that, you know, you, you should be going and stopping stuff. The idea is that you that maybe even it's like, oh, there's a rebellion, but this is how we will set the emperor up to deal with this and then come out looking like the hero of the people. Not, it never happened, but we are ready for these things, which is why he is the best and most appropriate emperor.
1: mm. I will admit I am thinking of it a little bit more in the sort of the the get bond in, behind the scenes approach, get in the middle. Kind of, yeah 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 get in and get your hands dirty approach. But yeah, the, I mean the um, it's very much sort of the uh, yeah the winning move is the one you never have to make, um, yes. kind of approach. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, you turned that into a way better idea than i had
0: so <laughs> nice it, it does really feel like the intellect's vast and uh, vaster and cooler than our own kind of approach to playing a game um
1: nice nice but yeah the, the idea
0: like it. the idea that yeah, earth is all mapped out and you're just like trying to you're choosing the points where things and you know catastrophe and and, and you know, possibly actually having to to deal with that but maybe if it is all projected and you're working, working only with things that you have at the time, it's like, maybe, okay, maybe you do say, so. okay, there's, there's this revolutionary leader who's going to rise, and, and we, we, we know from the patterns of, of history that this this is going to happen. Maybe in extremity, you go out and you, you know, you bomb a hospital or something to remove the possibility of this one individual, but then you have just scattered that projection into complete chaos. Mm. so you only ever do that if it's like the the the, if all the outcomes are just completely unthinkable so yeah so
1: yeah i mean the more the more subtle approach would be okay so we've got this leader who rose from poverty to to bring forth a revolution let's just remove that poverty aspect of it
0: shall we hmm or yeah or you you have the emperor the emperor give largesse yes to the community they're in and so forth and make that mm. means that they are brought up with greatly respect to the emperor, even if they are a bit of a, bit of a, bit of, you know, a bit, bit of an agitator They they have this, this inbuilt kind of consideration. The emperor's actually trying to do the good thing. So yeah, it all mm. for, it comes out and appropriately. And so much more subtle kind of widgeting with, with history. So mm.
1: there's an idea that sort of come up while we've been chatting I keep throwing these things out there, so I do apologise, audience, for dragging this on. One of the Doctor Who Christmas specials is a pretty solid riff on um, the the Dickens um, a Christmas Christmas Carol. Shockingly enough, shockingly enough, yeah, and it basically has the it, it has the Doctor visiting somebody repeatedly throughout their own past. To try to make them a better person effectively hmm. i and, and um yeah, usually I think always on Christmas Eve, that was the great intellect one with Richard E. Grant, in it? I'm thinking the one with Michael Gambin and the flying Shark. <sighs> <laughs>
0: carry on okay, you've not seen that one yet, I mean uh... I think I have, and I think I tried successfully up until the last moment forget there was one with michael Gambon and the flying shark in it
1: just to be clear michael Gambon was not at any point riding or playing the flying shark just wanted to make that one clear
0: okay that's fine
1: yeah right just just throwing that one out there i no, i just kind of had this idea uh, and it's just this weird image of the the sort of the young emperor being being set up to rule or possibly um possibly being decanted from the storage tanks upon the death, the death of the old one, when when the hazy on the, it doesn't really matter. Basically being visited once a year or depending on the timeline, maybe once a decade in the dead of night by this team of Royal gardeners with their advice for the next decade.
0: Hmm. Comes
1: across as a bit creepy, but
0: mm. yes, it does. And again, if it's the, how do you play that out? Kind of is the question.
1: Indeed. Yeah.
0: Um, I think in that case you make sure that you possibly flip the script on
1: it at that point and you go with, you've got this system. Perhaps there is the tradition that once every year or every decade, everyone is cleared out of of the palace and the emperor spends the, the, the night alone in the palace. All the lights are out. That is the night when the imperial gardeners arrive to give their advice and the players are in some way caught up in this.
0: Okay. Yeah, again, the possibly Doctor Who. on the grounds that it turns out the
1: um, the the Royal Gardeners uh, maybe are uh, just a pack of dicks
0: and kind of need to be stopped. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a Doctor Who scenario. Well, and so <laughs> the idea that the, the 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 players appear in this really unusual situation just as the doors close and like this this you know twelve year old emperor is going, oh wow, this is really this is really terrifying. Are you the gardeners? gardeners yeah. no no we, we we can do some digging if you want um i mean you're the emperor so we, we don't have anything better. to do. oh those things those giants and the robes the gardeners oh shit
1: yeah yeah. balls! yeah it's like no we'd broken in yeah we figured we'd take advantage of this power cut to break in and nick some shit kind of regretting it now to be honest your majesty the
0: Trans temporal do gooder angle, I think works very well for that, and as the uh, in fact, that's a, I think that's a very workable. Okay. Uh, Doctor Who, and I don't think we've actually done a like something. I like, think, yeah, that's a Doctor Who episode, but that sounds like a Doctor Who episode.
1: It kind of does, yeah. You get dro- dropped into this completely shield against, shielded against everything, including the sonic screwdriver, because why not?
0: Standard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sealed inside this, this with one terrified 10 year old emperor going okay i'm about to get all this information i'm going to need for the next decade who are you guys it's like and you know and if you really you want to dig on the timey-wimey thing it's like okay all right set the dial we come back in 10 years and see how he's doing and maybe we get a better idea of how to deal with these terrifying ancestor spirits that are telling him what to do because they know something about the future that isn't entirely clear yeah, that sounds fucking nice. Actually, Apex Doctor Who kind of shit, especially if you you skip forward and you have the, the twenty-year-old, the twenty-year-old, thirty-year-old, maybe. Yeah, you can make it into a pretty compelling tale. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's
1: way better than anything else I came up with.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Cool. Sure. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I hadn't thought of the the specifically making it a Doctor Who episode angle, but yeah, that as you say, that is totally a Doctor Who episode. Nice. Yeah. Coolio. So. If if we have completely exhausted all of the entertainment possibilities, oh, yeah. and I believe we have for um for the Royal Gardeners of the Emperor, <laughs> no one will ever be entertained by this idea again.
0: We have made sure, indeed.
1: of indeed. Oh, yeah. This is posted on the Fear the Boot forum from Taz, and reads: Yeah,
0: there was references to a game called Ryotama. Ryotama, yeah. Ryotama means means dragon egg, but it's a very it's amazing. Okay. It's Miyazaki meets Final Fantasy meets You Should Go For A Walk. Hmm. It's nice. Okay. I have a copy, and uh, I'm, I'm, it is a very chill, low-stress kind of thing. And, you know, you know the, the, down to the point that you might, you, you, the, the items that you might acquire for your, your, your journey are cute boots. Boots that have the aspect cute. And that's the nice. kind of thing that you would make sure that you note down your character sheet.
1: Because your boots are cute, and that information could save your life one day. Indeed. Okay. Well, Taz writes, just to riff on Ryutama, since the GM PC is an elusive dragon, it would be so easy to hack that. Imagine a modern-day version of Ryutama, but the creature that is snooping on the PCs is a levitating blue whale. After all, nobody believes in dragons anymore. Of course, your whale is a master of disguise, and or has powers like chameleon skin. Perhaps... Only the PCs can catch the occasional glimpse or hear whale song from time to time. As they begin to doubt their sanity, things become far from normal and they realise that they're faced to be heroes, with a capital H, whether they want to be or not. John followed that up with, so he's whale-sized, right? So he can disguise himself as a waiter. But he's still (laughs) whale-sized, right? Aside from the silliness, he can disguise himself perfectly as whale-sized objects. Clouds, hills, trees, etc.,
0: Hmm, and Todd followed up with, it would be funny if the non-player characters could not see the whale at all. And yes, they're just being followed around by this gargantuan, floating, well-meaning, but slightly awkward whale who is encouraging them to be bold and noble heroes.
1: Mm. and I quite like the idea, It was something that occurred to me with the whole thing of, he's whale-sized, but can disguise... I quite like the idea, of if you could do it, and you need to have a, a long enough running game that you could pull this off. Um, so it's sort of one of these ideas that is, is great in my mind, but would probably never actually work, of having the players eventually figure out, oh, okay, there's actually a whale. Wait a minute. How did you, you know, ha- how did you disguise yourself to to fit into a restaurant and sort of think back and realize, actually, we've never run into this guy anywhere where a whale couldn't
0: be? mm.
1: So if if he's a waiter at the restaurant, he's always in the patio section.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I did have a um, a couple of characters in a Dragon Quest game who were sort of sort of nebulous, kind of helpful people who had these these very uh, these plans. The, the PCs suspected them greatly, but they were functionally refugee, equi- a biological equivalents of culture ships. That had fled huh. the um, the, uh, the the Calamar, which is the version of the the Ithilid that the um, that we had empire. So they were sentient void ships, projecting oh, wow. like human forms. But there, there were little little things that the the players didn't get to the bottom of because they never got far enough. That if they tried to like detect their aura or, or get some sort of remote magic information, it, despite them being out in the same room, they were out of range. Ah.
1: Uh. That's quite cool.
0: Yeah, it never it never played out. Then the one the, the main one they ran to was Mr. Savage. Um his name was actually like Savage Joy at the um, overthrown uh the, the over the toppled dictator or something like that.
1: So Mr.
0: Savage. Yep. Mr. Savage. And yeah, so and, and presumably he was floating around in like near astral orbit or something, with his little his little avatar wandering around in, in the world. <laughs> and they was like having a conversation in his in his drawing room with going why can't we snoop this guy? <laughs> but yeah, the idea that the yeah, the running gag is that these hel- this helpful person keeps turning up incongruously large distances apart, but only in a play and yeah, never indoors. It's like <laughs> yeah, here we go. Cool. No, I like yep. it. And Ryotama looks like a good time. Hmm,
1: I I would like to. I shall have to track down a copy of Rietamer because it does sound interesting and it's come up a few times. Taz also mentioned a new idea may be something like everyone is John, but instead of voices inside your head, the players are spirit animals that only appear and are optionally tangible to their host. So your typical levitating blue whale may only be a foot long, but likes to casually swim around their charger's head. I'm also reminded of the therapy scene from Penny for Your Thoughts, and the game Monsters and Other Childish Things.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, um, tiny levitating whale is also the in, well, mascot for Steven Universe's mother's roses room, which is basically the the, the, the a projection holographic projection area inside the temple, which they haven't brought up for, like, since like halfway through the series. But yes, the tiny tiny floating whale is um, it, it turned up briefly in that. So yeah, same sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed
1: what Steven Universe I saw.
0: That has actually closed out the main arc of the story. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that it's, 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 it all kind of quite spectacularly came to a close with some um, kaiju esque action at the end of there, and some and tearful reunions. So yeah, it's a it's a good time. There's some small problems about you know galactic war crimes that kind of need to be ironed out, but yeah, the the bulk of the story has kind of been resolved. There may be spinoffs beyond that, but hmm. cool. Alrighty. All right. So, thank you for all the contributions. And the last thing that remains in our episode is to lay out the options for the poll for next time. We've had so we've got one new edition, which is which planet soccer, which as in W I T C H, and that is from Craig. Apparently, you've been reading questionable questionable content rather than just. I'm creative. not on trial here. <laughs> All right, so that's the Craig, Craig suggestion randomly pulled out of the hat for voting upon by our listeners. And if the we don't we haven't dead pulled anything yet, so the other three are still are still there, which include it's all downhill from here from anonymous source. I will be a witty man with my dangerous bottle from Will Meyer and Song of the Old Gods, the Colour Out of Space album. And that joins joined by Which Planet Soccer, and we'll pop the polls up. We'll have popped the polls up. Uh, in time for people to vote and come up with loopy ideas for those
1: excellent cool all right well thank you very much for listening everybody indeed if you we're come we're up places. with something better yeah, oh, yeah. we so many places and times and times, and times. And times. indeed mm-hmm. if if anything we said sparked a clever idea please let us know what it was <laughs> we are desperate for content
0: we're yeah, desperate for meaningful content let's be fair
1: That that, that is true. Yes, qualifier. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, drivel we've got down pat.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right. Alrighty. Having established our brand, we will sign off, and we will see everyone next time in episode one hundred and twenty-two, to be decided. Mm -hmm. Bye. Good night, everyone.
1: Want to hear more of our shenanigans?